Good morning, church. Good. Sorry about that. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, who has risen from the dead. I'm glad to be here on this morning. Thank you for the invite with um, Pastor Mike, his family, his church family, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Let us turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 25. As you turn to Hebrew chapter 10, as we sung the song today, he is, he is the ancient of days. He is everlasting and everlasting. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. Our God reigns forevermore. Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 1. For since the law has put a shallow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, it can never buy the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they have not ceased to be offered, since the worshipers, having once being cleansed will no longer have any consciousness of sin. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year, for it is impossible for bulls and goats to take away sin. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offerings, you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. When he said above, you neither desire nor take pleasure in sacrifices and offerings, and burnt offerings, and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in, in order to establish the second. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stand daily at his service offering, repeating the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sin, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from the time until the enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time, those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bear witness to us for, for after sin. This is the covenant that I will make with them. And after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my law 
laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he added, I will remember their sins and leave and their lawless deeds no more. Where is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us the, through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to let us draw near with a true heart in fullness, assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an even conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the day, I'm sorry, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let's pray, please. Father God, thank you for um, the opportunity to bring your word. Uh, give our eyes to see, ears to hear. What thus says the Lord, move me right the way, O God, that I may proclaim your holy son. Thank you for your goodness and your grace, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10. We just read scripture concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. To, to, to sum it up in a couple words or a sentence. The whole 25 verses of chapter 10 is the finished work of Christ on the cross. Sacrifice only one time. Single sacrifice which pay for our sins. To sum it up, only one time. One time. As we, as we look through the, through the verses, the author claims that the bulls and goats was never to take away sin. He continued to say this throughout the chapter 10. Said a couple of times, three or four times. That it was never to take away the sins of the people, of the world. These sacrifices that the priests priest stand daily in the service offering repeatedly the same sacrifice, bulls and goats, wasn't the way to take away sin that pleases God to say it is done. The sacrifices of bulls and goats as he, as he continues to write, he said it is impossible 
to take away sin with bulls and goats. Even though God ordained it, God purposed it to happen, but it wasn't effective to take away man's sin. Never was. Never was. As we look at the scriptures, for it is impossible for the bulls and goats to take away sin. If that did work at the altar, at the person led by the Holy Spirit, wrote chapter 10, he, he, he making you think when you read the scripture. He wants you to think about this because this is very important to believers. This is very important to the believers who carry his name that we do not bring nothing to the table. We do not bring nothing to the table before God. Nothing to the table. Our accolades, our status doesn't mean nothing before a holy God. Doesn't mean anything before him. When he sees us as believers, he's looking at Christ. He's looking at him, not what we have done. As the writer come again, he's still stressing that the sacrifice that the high priest went in to offer wasn't enough. The priest will continue to do this, but it was not the finished work of Christ. God sent his son to die for the, for the world, to, for the sinners. He sent his son to pay the price for our sins. You notice that the bulls and goats is an animal. They were pressured to, they were forced to be sacrificed. They were forced to be, bring in the temple to be sacrificed for our sins. It's a foreshadow of the Christ to come. We're never designed to take away our sins. Never were designed to take away our sins. So a human person had to supersede. Christ is a foreshadow of the common Messiah. As I read chapter chapter 10 verse 5 consequently when Christ came into the world he said Sacrifice and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared, prepared for me. In burnt offering and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will. 
O God, as it is written in the scroll of the book. This is critical to the other religions out here. Buddhism. This is critical. This is critical of the other religions. Christ came to die for sinners. When Christ came to die for sinners, he did it once and for all. He was the perfect sacrifice once for all. And no repeating of this sacrifice. As they repeated in the Old Testament of the bulls and goat sacrifices, it was a reminder of the consciousness of their sins. To draw nearer to God. This had to be done. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered since the worshiper having once been cleansed? So it was a continued thing to come into the, the priests to do their daily service. The consciousness of sin. But Christ, Christ Jesus, paid it all. When we look at verses 5 through 10, I'm going to start at verse 8. When he said above, you have neither desire nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings, and burnt offerings, and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So he is, he is repeatedly giving the reader emphasis on the sacrifices of Jesus. The sacrifice of Jesus. It was one sacrifice that brought us before his throne. One sacrifice. One perfect sacrifice Who's, which brought us before God the Father. Many, many people say Jesus was murdered. We all don't heard that term before. When people say Jesus was murdered. When we, when we think of murder, the victim is helpless. When we think of that. It's a crime. Right? It's a crime when we say someone is being murdered. But Jesus was not murdered. 
He was not a helpless victim. Jesus was not crying or sharing tears on the way to the cross. When they took him outside the gate before, he wasn't crying. Think about that. As we read the scriptures and we read the story of Jesus, we share tears. When we read the story of Jesus, we share tears. But the sacrifice which Jesus has done must take in place. He had to do it. When they, in John 10, when they was looking to arrest Jesus, Jesus came forward asking the soldiers, whom do you seek? Jesus asked. They said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. So Jesus was not murdered. Someone is willing to die for mankind's sins. That is not the definition of murder. He was willing to go to the cross for the people. He was willing to go to the cross for the people. In John 10, verse 14 through 18, Jesus talked about his life when he said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the fathers know me, and I know the Father. And I lay, my, I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of the fold. I must bring them also as they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one, Jesus said, no one takes it from me but I lay down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down. And I have the authority to pick it back up again. This charge I have received from my father, Jesus, Jesus says. So Jesus said, no one takes my life. I give it up. I give it up freely to fulfill the plan and purpose of God the Father. I give it up. Daily sacrifice were made in the temple for sin every year continually, which we already read it was impossible for bulls and goats to take away sin. God does away with the first in order to establish the second. 
It was necessary for bulls and goats, for the priests to do what God had ordained for them to do, but it wasn't effective. Continually, they had to come and sacrifice the animals, foreshadow of the king to come, the prophet, the king, to come to the world to take away the sins of the world. Christ's final work on the cross. Christ, single sacrifice for sin once. Christ paid it all for our sins. Verse 11. Verse 11. Again, the writer is, is still, still bringing this up. That every, and every priest stand daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifice, which, could, which can never take away sin. But when Christ have offered for a time a single sacrifice for sin, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from the that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. The only reason we draw near to God, the only reason, it's not because of us. It's not because of us. The only reason that we can draw near to God is because of Christ's sacrifice. Christ's sacrifice. He is the great high priest. He is the prophet king. God sees us in his son. Verse 18, where there is forgiveness of sin, of these, forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. So if Christ hath once sat down at the right hand of God, making intercession for those who have called upon his name to be saved for salvation, there is no more sin to be no more sacrifices to be offered. Which is the new covenant in verse 16. Find that in Jeremiah chapter 31. This is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days declared the Lord. I will, put, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their mind. And then he adds. I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. So the, so the writer is, is stressing that the body of Jesus, the sacrifices of Jesus, the sacrifice once made, satisfied God's purpose. He brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
We are a new creature in Christ. All old things that passed away, we are new in him. You can find this quote in Psalm 40, verse 6. In sacrifices and offerings, you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. Jesus went to the cross. They took him out the city, outside the city, to do this, which is paid on the cross for our sins. God is faithful. The Lord Jesus Christ is faithful to his word. How he is faithful. How God is faithful. God keep his word. The Old Testament speaks of the fulfillment of the New Testament, the new covenant, which is Christ. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who is Every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then come confidence, drawing near to God, the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Christ has accomplished which the bulls and goats could not accomplish. Having full assurance of faith in the one who God sent. Having full assurance of faith is to continually to believe in the finished work of Christ on Calvary Cross. What did Christ accomplish in his sacrifice? He purchased salvation for all who will believe on him. When Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come to me all who are laid, laid in heaven laden, Come to me, all who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our sins is laid upon Christ. Our sins 
is laid upon him. Our sins is laid upon him. We have been sanctified. We have peace with, with God now. We are not enemies of the living God. God sees us in his son. We never walk alone aside with Christ. When God looks at us, we never on the side of him. We can't, we are not worthy to walk in his shoes. When God looks at us, Christ is in front of us. He leading the way. We are behind him. We bring nothing to the table. Nothing to the table. This is critical of the world. The one that are in churches now. That add stuff to the gospel. You can't add nothing to the gospel. Christ done it all. We have not accomplished anything. To gain access to God, the Father, or the Holy Spirit. Jesus has paid, paid it all for our sins once and for all. Glory to his name. Confidence. To come to him in time of need. That what Christ's sacrifice had done for us. We come boldly to the throne of grace that we may find help in time of need. Sin and death have no power over us no more. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. We can go to God because of he is the high priest. Jesus is the high priest. We are made new in him. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 55 through 58. In him, we have the victory. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 55 through 58 reads, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through, through Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brother, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, Knowing that the Lord, your labor is not in vain. That in the Lord, your labor is not in vain.
he has accomplished what he accomplished on the cross. Fulfilling the purpose which he came into the world to die for sinners. We have the victory in him. Once for all, Christ died for the ungodly. Once for all. He established the first, do away with the first. The second has been established, which is in Christ Jesus. What did God save us from? And where do we go from here? Where do we go from here as believers in Christ? After this realm, after this earthly realm, where do we go once we die? Christ has already prepared the way for us to be with him in glory. Already prepared the way. We will have glorified bodies. We will sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The one who have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ have repent, repented of their sins. They will live forever just as we will live forever being in Christ. Think about it. Once we die here, then goes the judgment. Once we die here, then goes the judgment. But as believers, we do not fear because we are saved through Christ. As unbelievers must fear, even though they will live forever, got two, have two people, the righteous, the unbeliever, both will live forever somewhere. Both will live forever somewhere. Everlasting to life or everlasting to death. It's a body to be prepared for us in glory, and it's a body to be prepared for those who have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a body which God prepared for us. Our bodies will be resurrected because of Christ's power. Our bodies will live forever in peace with God, not in dissatisfaction. The other hand, the unbeliever, will live weeping and gnashing of the teeth in damnation, the unbeliever. So both live forever, but one is at peace, and, and the other one is not at peace. It's an everlasting body to eternity. And the only friend, family and friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, 
The only reason that we're not on the side of the damnation side. because of Christ. Jesus had paid it all for our sins. What kept Jesus on the cross as I close? Was it the nails in his hands? Was it the rippers in his feet? Was it the cross that held him up? Was it the spear on his side? What held him up? He could have called a legion of angels to come get him. But what held him up? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The love of God kept him on the cross. The love that Jesus had for us kept him on the cross. Not the nails, not the cross, and not the prison inside. The love of him kept him on the cross. He first loved us, not we first loved him. He was the finished work. The finished work of the sacrifice which he came out of the heaven realm to intercede for an unworthy sinful people. Unworthy enemies of God. He paid it all. He paid it all for our sins. Glory to his name. He paid it all. We have nothing to brag about. We have nothing to boast about. But on our knees, thanking God for what he has already done. It was the love of God through Jesus Christ to come to the cross to pay for our sin once and for all. Final substitution. The atonement of mankind. Men and women can come to him in repentance. Come to him. Come to him. It was him and not us. It was him and not us. After all this, as I close, after all this, 19, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, not the, bull, not the blood of the bulls and goats, but the blood of Jesus, that we come through the that we come to the holy place. Not the, not the blood of the bulls and goats, but the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. By the new living way that he opened us, opened for us through the curtain. That is his flesh. <laughs>
And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw kneel with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith, of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Glory to his name. He has paid it all for our sins. Our endeavors doesn't matter. Our accolades doesn't matter. Our status doesn't matter. How we get up the ladder doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If we do not have Christ, we have nothing. If we do not have Christ, we have nothing. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this day, your grace, your mercy, O oh God. Thank you for the everlasting King, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our Rock, and our Salvation. Let us put all trust in him and not in ourselves, that he will be single sacrifice for sin for all who come to believe upon him in repentance. Thank you. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, O oh God. Let us take heed of your word. Let our eyes open to see you more clearly. Let our ears open to hear you more clearly. For the glory Due to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.